What's up, everybody? Welcome to Call Her Creator. I am Caitlin Rhodes, also known as Social Marketing Queen over on Instagram. And this podcast is powered by Stan. So whether you are a content creator, an influencer, UGC, whatever you're trying to do out there in the creative world, I want this to be your go-to podcast to find out what's going on with the latest trends on Instagram, what you can be doing to make more money, and how you can monetize your passion. So let's get into episode one. We're going to be talking about how to grow your first 1,000 followers over on Instagram. So stay tuned. If you do like this podcast, make sure you subscribe so that you know when the next episode comes out next week. What we're going to get into today is how can you grow your first 1,000 followers over on Instagram? I know a lot of people, when they're first getting started with everything, that's their first goal is to get to those first 1,000 followers. So I want to break down the steps that I took personally to get there and what you can do as well starting in 2024. Um, I'll walk you through those steps with knowing your audience, what you should be posting, how much you should be posting and all that jazz. So let's get into it. The first step into growing your following is understanding who is your audience. Now, there's two ways to find this out. If you already have a little bit of a following, if you've already been posting, maybe you're posting in 2023, uh, maybe you're reviving an old account. That's what I did. You should probably already have some analytics on your account. So what you'll do if you've already been posting is go over to your Instagram account, click edit profile, and then you should find your professional dashboard. Now, once you have your professional dashboard pulled up, make sure that you note, um, you can only pull this up if you are a creator or a business account. So if I back it up a little bit, your very first step is to make sure that your account is professional or creator. Once you have that set, uh, you can go into your professional dashboard, And then if you scroll down to total followers, if you click on that, it's going to pull up the demographics of your audience. So in there, you will be able to find out um, the location, the top location that your followers are in, the age range, the gender, and then they also give you the most active times that your audience is on the app. Now, if you ask me, I don't know if I truly believe Instagram's analytics as far as the best time to post on there and when you're Um, audience is active. I own a social media agency. We have been into a lot of our client accounts and they kind of all say the same thing. So what I would do personally is kind of keep in mind, like dumb it down to yourself, whoever your target audience is, when are they going to be online? That's probably going to be your best time to post, but we'll get into that in a minute. So if you're new to this and you don't you don't know who your audience is, you just know what your offering is, then that's that's where uh, pulling in your buyer persona is gonna help you. So what is a buyer persona? A buyer's persona is basically your target audience uh, dumbed down as far as their age range, their gender, what they do for work, how much they make per year for income, all of that jazz. If they have kids, if they don't have kids, what are their hobbies? So If you don't have any kind of professional dashboard right now because you haven't even posted your first post, then your first step is going to be figuring out who is your buyer's persona. So HubSpot tells us that a buyer's persona is basically data points about the person so that you can make meaningful engagements with them. And it makes sense. Like if you are going to start posting on Instagram, you need to know who you're talking to. So The first step is knowing what your offer is going to be, what are you passionate about, and then finding out who's going to like that offering. 
So if we just take, for example, we're going to um, pretend that we are a health coach and we help people lose weight. So let's let's kind of walk this through. So we're a health coach. We help people lose weight. So we're probably looking for men or women. Doesn't matter their gender. Um, age range, we're going to want to make sure they can, you know, pay for their services. So you probably want to go a little bit older, make sure they're out of high school, maybe 18 and up. I would even push so as far as like 25 and up. Um, and then maybe you would stop that age gap like around maybe 55. So we got 25 to 55, male or female. What do they do for a living? Now, this is where you can get nitty gritty and pick your niche. You know, some health coaches out there will work with anyone, but there's some health coaches that want to target maybe women who are home with their kids. They had kids. They just want to get their pre-baby body back. So they're just going to focus in on women who stay at home. Then there might be, you know, health coaches that are focusing on working people, men or women that work all day long. They don't have a lot of time. So they're going to help them do workouts like in a little bit of time. You see where I'm going with this? So you can really kind of pick and choose what kind of niche you want to go into as the health coach to help you narrow down your audience. But it's super important to really understand who your audience is before you start marketing because it's going to help you with the messaging. So now that you're this health coach and you know that you're focusing on working people who don't have a lot of time, then your messaging can be at those people like, hey, nine to fiver, I know that you want to get your health back, but you just don't have time. Sounds a lot better than, hey, guys, I'm offering a weight loss challenge. You should join. You see how I talked to the person specifically whenever I was able to identify who that buyer would be. Um, So buyer's persona, I will do a full episode probably on that and help you guys really nail down who your target audience is and what kind of niche you want to go into. But that will be saved for later. Um, Once you have your audience in mind, once you've kind of nailed down your demographics, then we want to go in and dial in your profile. Now, we need to understand that when someone comes to your profile, it's kind of like your digital uh, resume. They're going to look at that profile. They're going to see what you're all about, and they're either going to choose to follow you or they're going to keep scrolling. So it's very important to dial that in, optimize your profile, and there's six important key features that we're going to go through when we're optimizing the profile. So we've got six key factors when you optimize your profile. You've got your profile picture, your username, your page name, your bio, your link in bio, and then your story highlights. Six different things. And I need y'all to understand that the page name is different from the username, but we'll go through that. So if you wanna attract the right audience, you're gonna take this very seriously. So the first thing we're gonna start with is your profile picture. Now, if you are the face of your brand, then I want your face to be your profile picture. And I want you to kind of level this up a little bit. Get a high quality photo. Get some professional headshots taken. If you don't have the, you know, the budget for that right now, go to your house, get in front of some natural lighting or a ring light, get in front of a plain background and snap a picture. Now to level up this photo that you just took from your phone, you can go into Canva. I know if you've ever seen those story highlights when you're on the Instagram app and you see people with their face and then there's like a a bright color behind them, that is a strategic thing that they're doing to help them stand out on the feed. So if you take that picture over into Canva, I want you to remove the background. 
Then I want you to go ahead and choose a color that works with your brand, and that's going to be your background color. Now, to level it up even a little bit more, you can actually click on the photo of you, and I think it's something maybe called like shadow or something like that, and you can add a shadow to the back of you, or you can add an outline. There's some people that have like a white outline, and then the color in the back, it kind of helps you pop out, um, but those are some things to help people catch your catch their attention whenever they're scrolling the feed. So a good profile picture is very important for you. Um, if you're not the face of the brand, if you don't want to put your face out there, you can totally use your professional logo as well. Um, you can either do, you know, the name of your business or brand, or you could do like the little emblem, whatever your logo is. But both of those work. I personally like profile pictures where I can see the person because I think human connection is the number one thing when selling on social media, but that's just my two cents. Um, the next part of your profile that's super important is your username. So let's take for example, social marketing queen. When I created that username, I was being strategic. I did not really care to be called queen or anything like that, but I wanted to have social media in my name and I wanted to have marketing in there. And I think at the time, it was like back in 2014, I think social media queen was already taken. So I just thought of social marketing queen and I knew like that would be an easy to remember name and that would be something that pe maybe people were searching for online so that my name would pop up. So when you're coming up with your username, you want it to be simple, but you also want it to contain keywords if possible. Now, the other side of that is if you are, you know, a creator where you're the face of the brand, you can totally use your first and last name as well. I know also like realtor creators, they wanna be known as their first and last name, so just putting your first and last name there is fine. I personally would add realtor at the end of it just to help like the algorithm find you when people are searching for that. Um, but just putting your first and last name is totally fine as well. The next thing is your page name. So there's the username and there's the page name. The username is your handle. That's what's going to pop up when you um, share to the newsfeed. Your little handle is always going to be showing up with your picture, your image, your reel. So that one's pretty important. Your page name, on the other hand, just sticks on your profile. If someone were to click on your post or your name and go to your profile, they'll see your page name there. Now, Instagram just changed the rules here where they allow you to write a longer name. It used to be like very limited characters, so people had to just put like their first and last name. But now you can do your first and last name and a keyword in there. So if you go to Social Marketing Queen, you'll see I have in there Caitlin Rhodes Social Media Agency because I want my profile to pop up when people are searching for that. Uh, for Call Her Creator, I have Call Her Creator the podcast because I want people to search podcasts and I want my page to pop up. So be very mindful of your page name and make sure that it relates to your business, to your industry, and don't use industry jargon there. Now, what I mean by that is, for example, Social media agency in the industry, some people know it as an SMMA, but a lot of like normal business owners who just want someone to manage their socials, they don't they don't know what the SMMA stands for. So it's much smarter for me to use social media agency versus SMMA because I want my target audience to find me. I don't want other social media agencies finding me. I want my target audience. So dumb down whatever it is that you do. Um, I've done a lot of profile audits in my time of working in marketing. And I think that's one of the biggest thing is I'll have to, you know, talk with a client and let them know, like, I don't understand this word or 
these abbreviations you put here, go ahead and put that down in your bio if you want to, but don't put it in your page name. Speaking of bio, that is the next part of your profile. Um, Your bio is super important. That's what people are going to read. So you need to make sure that you speak to them and you're serving them. Um, I break it down into three little lines. And I don't know if you guys have noticed, but if you go to a profile, sometimes you'll see profiles that have like line breaks with the emoji there beside it. I think that looks cleaner. I think that's easier for people to understand and read where you're coming from versus someone just writing a paragraph and it's just all jumbled. I have ADHD. I don't want to see that. I need to see clean lines. Um, So I break that up into the first line is what I do. I help business owners shine online. I help creators shine online. The next one would be how I help them do that. Why should they follow me? Follow me for Instagram tips and tricks to monetize your passion. And then the last one, I like to put in a little accolade there. Maybe I've worked with celebrities. Maybe I've been in the business for 15 years. Whatever it is that kind of makes you stand out from the crowd, go ahead and put that in there as your accolade just to kind of give you a little tooting your own horn and helping people see you as the industry expert. That's what that's for. It's not there to brag. It's just there for people to be like, okay, I trust her. She's done this for this many years. She's helped this many students do this you know, something like that. Share your wins there. The next part in your profile bio is your link in bio. And this one's super important too, because this is where you make those conversions. Now, if you are new to Stan, I highly recommend a Stan store. We've kind of got a lot of our um, clients over on Stan because it's a way to monetize uh, your offerings. So Stan is like your all-in-one creator place for people to make purchases. Um, If you If you're not ready to start with that, that's okay. You can totally put your landing page there, your website there. Maybe you don't even have one of those. So then I recommend putting your Facebook page there so you can cross promote. But just make sure you're using that real estate. There's no reason to leave that alone. Now, I do have some bonus tips here when editing your profile. A lot of people don't know this, but when you fill out your creator or business profile, it's going to ask you for a category of what your business is. And that's where you need to put in entrepreneur. And what you can do is just hide that. You can toggle it off to hide from your profile. So no one even knows that you put entrepreneur there because you could be like, you could be working in whatever you want to work in. And then I'm, I'm sure you don't want to have entrepreneur there. So hide that. But what that's going to do is that's going to allow you to unlock all of Instagram's trending audio. And you're going to need that trending audio when you start posting reels, uh, when you start posting videos, all that good stuff. If you don't put it on that, you're going to get a very limited library of royalty-free music. Um, So I just highly recommend switching to Entrepreneur, turning that toggle off, and unlocking that music so that you can do trending reels. Now, if you listen to me explain all of that and you're just like, I have no idea how to explain what I do then what I want you to do is go to the search function of Instagram and type in a keyword that relates to what you do. Maybe it's social media coach, mental health coach, um, baker, whatever it is that you do, go ahead and type that in to the search and go ahead and get some inspiration from other accounts. First off, what's gonna happen here is top accounts with those keywords are gonna pop up for you. So you know that Instagram's algorithm likes these accounts, so you can kind of take some inspiration from whatever they're doing. Um, The second part of that is it'll just, you know, get you in the groove of what you should put there. I also use Pinterest for some inspiration. Um, Pinterest is really good as far as branding. Maybe you don't even have a brand kit in place yet. 
highly recommend one of those, by the way. Um, but you can go into Pinterest and type in like social media brand kit or baking brand kit and something like that to get some inspiration. That is how I created Call Her Creator. I went in there and typed in like creator podcast, all that stuff. I actually didn't take anything from Pinterest, but I got some ideas of like different colors that went together. And then I created my brand kit all on my own. Speaking of brand kit, and we'll keep going with the profile audit, you can totally go into Canva and make a brand kit so that any type of content, graphics, story graphics that you make are all cohesive and branded. You can go in there for free. You'll just, they'll ask you to put in your font choices. Um, They'll ask you for your colors and then you can even upload your logo. Canva also helps people with logos for free as well. You can type in logo. Do I think they're the best logo that stands out? Mm, It's up to you to decide, but at least if you're starting from scratch and you need help with that, Canva is going to be your best friend. And I highly recommend paying for Canva Pro. I think it's like 15 bucks a month, but that will unlock certain features that you won't get on the free account. You'll get more photos of stock images. You'll have the option to remove background from images. You'll have more um, more of everything, basically, if you do the Canva Pro account. So as we go on in your profile, we've got your username, your page name, We're understanding who you are from your bio. You've got your link in bio. Then you'll see those little circles on the bottom. And a lot of people don't take advantage of those story highlights, but I think they're beautiful real estate for you to use to brand who you are and what you do. So again, go into Canva, type in story highlights, and then Canva will give you a bunch of different cover photos to use for those story highlights to help distinguish your branding and help you pop out when people go to your profile. Now, what should you post for your Instagram story highlights? A lot of people get stuck there. So what I like to recommend, um, there's a few things I do. I do about four. So the first one I have for you guys to do is like a start here story highlight. And what that means is if someone goes to your profile, they're gonna see your story highlights, they're gonna know exactly which one to start with which will be your introduction of who you are. Now, if you need an example of this, you can go to at social marketing queen and I get on there. And I think in the early days when I created my story highlights, I was still a little scared of the camera. Um, So I actually made some story highlights in Canva that walked through who I was, how long I've been doing this and what I have to offer. And then if you keep watching that story, You'll see where I start showing my face more. I pop in and thank people for working with me and just I get a little bit more storytelling because my face is there. So a start here is absolutely needed when you're doing your story highlights. The second one I do is definitely depends on if you're offering services or an actual product, Um, but I like to break it down by services. So maybe um, the first story highlight is one-on-one coaching. And then the next one is profile audit. You know what I'm saying? Like you're breaking up your services there. You're splitting them up individually so people can learn about just that product instead of just saying like my offerings and then having a messy story highlight where you just got so many things. There's actually something, I don't know what it's called exactly, but I'll call it buyer paralysis, where if you give them too many options, they're they're not gonna do anything. So kind of pick like your main ones, separate them, and save any of your stories that you talk about that product or service, save it to that story highlight. The next one is testimonials, which are very, very important as well. 
testimonials are a great way for you to actually convert your audience because they see that what you have to offer has already worked for other people. So they're more inclined to work with you too. Uh, what I like to do for testimonials is the best thing you could do is ask a past client or customer to send you a video of them talking about your product or service. That would be like A plus. But if you can't do that, if you're too scared to ask, if you don't want to bother them, then you can go and screenshot your Google reviews, your Facebook reviews, or wherever they leave reviews for you. Go ahead and screenshot those, share them to your Instagram story, and then you can save those under your testimonials. The last story highlights, if you still want to if you want to fill all those up, I like to put in tips or hacks that are related to your industry. So I'll have like Instagram growth hacks, Instagram story tips, something like that. Something that's very specific, but it is value driven. It teaches them something. It's not salesy. So those are your story highlights. That's kind of your profile. So we're, we've got your profile dialed in at this point. Um, now it's time to post. And this is where a lot of people get up and freeze and they don't know what to do and then they quit. So I'm going to help you decide what you should be posting. I'm gonna kind of lay it out for you so that you can even content batch so you're not spending time every single day posting something. You've you've already kind of got a schedule in place. Um, and if you're not a content batcher, then at least you can show up every day and be like, you know what? Today's a Tuesday tip. I'm gonna share a tip. So let's get into that now. Before we get into that, what are what are content pillars? That's what I'm going to be teaching you. Content pillars are basically like a cluster of topics that are based around your offering. They help keep posting cohesive. They help you save time because they're pre-planned. You already know what you're going to be posting. And then they also help create structure, not only for you, but for your audience. There was one person I used to follow and they did live Thursdays every single Thursday. And so I always knew it was coming and then I would get excited about it. So you can kind of help get your audience excited if you structure your post this way. So there's four things that I want you to remember when you were coming up with these content pillars, which I'm totally like giving them to you anyways. But when you go to post this content, keep these four things in mind every single time. The first one is to be attention grabbing. You need to stop the scroll. So your content needs to make sense. It needs to be attention grabbing. It needs to hook them in. The second one is be interesting. Make them interested in your product. And that is why buyer's personas are so important because if you've already you know, nailed down who exactly you're speaking to, then you're going to know how to be interesting to them because you're going to know what they want, which kind of leads me into the next one. Tap into their desires. Again, if you've already kind of nailed down who you're talking to, you know what they want. You know what their end game is. You know what their end goal is. So you can always put that into your content. And then the last one, which is the most important, is to have a call to action in every single thing that you post. Now, this doesn't always mean that you have to be salesy. You don't always have to push a product or a service on them. This is just getting them to take action after seeing your post. So that could be as easy as like send this to your friend in the DMs or comment an emoji below. Whatever makes them do something will help your content. So the algorithm really likes when people take action on your content, whether that's liking it, commenting on it, sharing it to stories, sharing it to DMs. You wanna get that engagement. That's what's gonna make the algorithm push it out to more and more people. So having a call to action there every single time will set you up for success. 
Okay, so now that you have your content pillars, like you kind of understand what they're about. The cool thing with these is you're never going to have to decide what you're going to post. You already have it in front of you. So this is just going to simplify your posting process. So you guys cannot come to me in a few weeks and be like, Caitlin, I, I, you know, I dialed in my profile, got it all optimized, but I just don't know what to post. Like if you come to me with that, I'm going to tell you to revert back to this episode because I'm about to lay it all out for you. So weekly content themes, also known as content pillars. I'm going to break them down and then we'll go into more detail for each of them. So write this down if you've got a pen and paper. If not, just come back to this part of the episode. First one is Monday motivation. Second is Tuesday tip. Third is Wednesday wisdom. Fourth is testimonial Thursday. And fifth, fun Friday. So I know a lot of you are like, oh my God, Caitlin said motivational Monday. That's so cliche. But no, I've got really good ideas for you here. It's not going to be cliche or generic. It's going to actually help you with your audience. I actually, when I first started posting, I want y'all to know, I started my account in 2014. I got to a thousand followers. It took me a little bit, but I got to my first thousand followers. And then I just ghosted the account because I had my first baby. I was switching jobs. I didn't know what I wanted to do. So that account just sat there. Um, for a couple years, I think from 2014, I think I picked it back up in 2018 and decided to kind of go back all in. But what helped me when I first started posting again was posting these motivational quotes for my specific audience that just got them really motivated and inspired to take action. So that's why I love a good Monday motivation. So this can be a branded graphic that you make from Canva. Um, This could be a photo dump and you telling your story. This could be a reel of you talking. Maybe keep it under 30 seconds if possible. Um, But it's going to be a story that you tell. Now, if you decide that you don't want to tell a story and you just want to start off with like motivational quotes... There is strategy to this. Don't just come up with a quote. Don't just find something random off Google. What you're going to do is you're going to go on Instagram and you're going to search like the keyword of your industry, motivation. So for example, we'll say that you're like a mental health coach. I don't know why I keep using that as my example, but that's our example today. So you're going to go into the search and you're going to type in mental health motivation. And what that's going to do is that's going to pull up all of the top posts for that keyword, that hashtag. So from there, you'll be able to pull inspiration from what's already working. And most of the time, like these viral quotes are like quotes from, you know, big professional names. So you can reuse them, but don't screenshot anything. Go ahead and take that quote, pull it over into Canva, make your design based on your brand. Um, and do it that way. Or if you want, you could always take the quote that you see that performed really well and then make that your text overlay for a reel. But be strategic with this. Don't just pick whatever motivation that you want. The next one is Tip Tuesday, which is my favorite because I love giving tips. Like my whole page is based off of tips. Both Call Her Creator and Social Marketing Queen are just me giving you free tips all the time. But it works. It's what attracts people to my page. They know that when they start following me, they're going to actually learn something that they can't find off Google. And that's the important piece here is you're not just going to give these generic tips. Again, we're not doing generic over here. We're doing tips that actually work, that they won't find on Google, that come from an industry expert like you. So this is any kind of educational post that basically teaches your followers something related to your industry. 
And I don't care what format you use here. You can do a carousel. Those work really well. Um, if you don't know what a carousel is, a carousel is where you upload up to 10 images at a time and people scroll through and read that. Now, the algorithm likes carousels because people end up going like to that post and they end up staying there a while and reading and swiping through. And the algorithm wants people to be on their app. So that's why carousels typically perform really well because you're spending time on that post. The other side of that is a reel. That's I love reels. I love, I think they're easier to make. I think they're faster to make. So I love me a good educational reel. You can get in front of the camera, kind of just talk about something that's, you know, gonna help your audience. What's something, what's a pain point that they have? Again, go back to those buyer's personas if you don't know what to type um, out for your Tuesday tip. If you don't know what to do for a Tuesday tip, if you're just like your brain's fried, go to Google and you can actually type in like industry specific tips. So you could type in like um, Instagram growth tips. When you start to type this into Google, Google will actually show you all of the searches that people are typing around that. So you'll be able to gather like more questions. Like these are already trending on Google, so they're probably gonna work over on Instagram. Another side note of that is answer the public. Answer the public allows you to add in like a keyword or a phrase or a question, and then it will give you like hundreds of questions that have been answered around that topic. I love answer the public. It works very, very well as well. And it goes off trends of what people are already searching for. It's very important to understand, like don't recreate the wheel. You want to go in on what people are already searching for. What do they already have a pain point with? You don't have to make all of this up on your own. Now, next one is Wednesday Wisdom, which I love. I think it's super creative and there's a hack to this. So Wednesday Wisdom is where you are going to answer a frequently asked question or like give your input on um, something that's trending in your industry. So the best way to do this is to get the green screen effect over on Instagram Reels. You can just search. What you do is you, you go to create a reel and then you search the effects and find green screen. And then you're gonna go over to Google and you're gonna screenshot like something that's trending right now in your industry. Maybe Instagram just launched a new algorithm update. Um, maybe Congress is passing a new law that relates to your business or your industry or whatever. Um, go ahead and screenshot that or you can even screen record the article. Save it to your camera roll. Go back to the reel and then what you'll do is when you click that green screen effect, you'll be able to pull in that image or that video. So now the reel has you and it has the image or the video behind you and you're gonna just talk about it like this. You can use your hands and point. I've done a couple of these. Usually when I do like a new feature on Instagram, I'll use the green screen effect and they always perform really well. I don't know what it is. I don't know if the Instagram algorithm pushes the green screen effect or if people just like seeing someone explain something, but it works really, really well. And so I want you to do that with your content at least twice a month, um, say every Wednesday if you're doing that. Um, but if you don't wanna get in front of the camera, Again, you can do uh, answer a frequently asked question and do like a Canva template. Like the first slide will be your question and then the second slide is the answer using your beautiful industry specific knowledge. Then we have testimonial Thursday. Now, a lot of people um, 
I don't know, people are weird about testimonials because they don't get a lot of engagement sometimes. Um, But I want you to know that they convert people. Testimonials are what will make someone stop and say, wow, she did that for her. I'm going to hire her. So testimonials are super important. Um, This could be a client testimonial. This could be a success story. Like you could just use your phone and create a reel where you're showing, you know, where you did this and then this happened. I like to angle these as success stories versus a client testimonial, to be honest with you. Um, Or, you know, you could even take like a tagged photo. Maybe your client took a photo of you or took a photo of their win and you ask them, hey, can I share that to my page? That can be known as your testimonial Thursday. We've also made some really cool um, Canva Reels templates for testimonials. If you'll join Club Influence, we've got some really good Canva templates in there. If you're not the one that wants to get on and show your face, you can always use templates. CapCut's really good. Canva's really good. Um, There's a bunch out there. I'll get into my best tools maybe in a future episode. And then the last content theme we have here is a fun fact Friday or a fun Friday. So I don't want you to be pigeonholed to these content themes every week and make it a chore chore for you. So that's where like you get you get a little fun day in here. So this can be a fun fact about your industry or it could be like some fun behind the scenes content in your business. Um, A great example of this is we have a client that is a customs and logistics firm. Uh, They help people ship stuff to different countries. Very boring industry, right? But what we've started doing is we'll do like a fun customs rule. Like there's like a rule about pickles. There's some weird thing to do with pickles when you ship them. But it's interesting. It's funny. It's cool. And it kind of helps break that boring, you know, industry that you have. So fun facts are really fun. If you don't have a fun fact, do a behind the scenes. Show them your workspace that day. What are you working on? Do a photo dump. Do a reel. Whatever works for you. Just post the content. Now. With all of this in mind, there's also something else that will help you create content and it actually will save you a lot of time and it's not content batching. So Lo from Stan actually taught me about the rule of three and I've got my notes here because it's so good. So the rule of three is a game changer. It basically takes one idea or topic and then it breaks it into three different parts. So you've actually got three different pieces of content. Now, the rule of three pertains to reels. So I challenge you when you leave this episode today, this is what I challenge you to do. And it is to do the rule of three. So we're going to get one topic, right? Needs to be obviously industry specific to whatever you do or teach as a creator. And you're going to make three videos about it. So the first video is going to be you using trending audio. What I mean by that is you grab audio that's trending. Look for the little arrow by the music. Um, save that audio and do do that trending audio reel, whatever it is, like maybe it's like lip syncing or something like that. Go ahead and do the trend with the audio. And then all of the information that you're really teaching them is going to be in their caption. Now, don't get me wrong. We still want a hook, like an overlay hook when someone lands on that reel. We want you know you to start with hooking them in with a title. But most of the education from this reel is going to be in the caption because it's trending audio. Typically, they're short and sweet and they're not going to get a lot of value from the video itself. They're going to more so get it in the caption. So your goal with video one is to put most of your information, your value in the caption. 
The second video is going to be more of a short form video. Um, this can be anything from seven seconds to 30 seconds. But what you're going to do here is most of the value of this video is going to be in the text overlay. So maybe it's a video where the music changes the beat. And so like you're doing the text overlay with the beat. I know y'all have seen those reels before. Um, or maybe it's just like a reel where you're just typing on there, whatever it is. I don't care. Um, the main part here is that we want them to get most of their information from the reel, from the video itself. And then any additional details can always be added to the caption. Then the third video is going to be a long form, you know, at least 30 seconds or longer, and it's going to be of you talking. Now, I will suggest the green screen effect here, and I think Lowe suggests the green screen effect as well. We want that back there in the background. We want you talking about it. We want you explaining it. Um, and then the main point of their value here will be from you talking verbally. So the whole point of these three videos is that you are able to one, increase your output of content, but you're also teaching people based on however they receive information the best. Because some people receive information by doing, some people get it by reading, some people get it by watching. This is your way to hit every single, every different type of you know, learning curve that there is out there. Some like long captions, some like reading text overlays, and some just like hearing people speak. So that way you're able to hit all of them. And then you've also saved time because you're just going off one topic. This is not three different topics. This is one topic, three videos. Okay. So now that you have your profile optimized, you're dialed in, you've got some content pillars, so you know what you're going to be posting about. Uh, what we want to do next is get a posting schedule in place for you. Now, if you are first getting started, um, I highly recommend posting once a day, at least at minimum. Um, right now for my own account, I'm at 162,000 followers. I just hit that today, but we're posting twice a day. And what I've seen with that is I haven't so much seen, you know, my follower growth freak out over me posting twice a day, but I have seen an increase in reach. So, I mean, you have to think about it. The more you post, the more the probability of you getting in front of more people, it's going to happen. You also give yourself a better chance of something maybe going viral or just getting in front of the right eyes so that they buy your product. Now, there are some people like I'll have a one on one with someone and they'll be like, Caitlin, I'm posting three times a day and nothing's taking off. And then I go to their profile and the content is just blah, like it's not any good. So what they're doing is they're choosing quantity over quality. And I'm just, I don't like that. I think that you're going to want to put out quality content over the number of postings. So, you know, I know I just told you to post every day, but if posting every day is going to make your content be not very good, then do the type of posting schedule that you can handle while still providing value to your clientele and your audience. That is super duper important. Um, there are some very cool scheduling apps too. Of course, you can always schedule your content in the Instagram app, especially Reels. That's available for you. Um, we also use Creator, Facebook Creator Business Suite, I think it's called. Um, that's free. You're allowed to link up your Facebook page and your Instagram page so that you can just schedule something all in one place right there. Um, and then we also like using Metrical. We actually just moved from creator business suite over to metrical because um, sometimes 
Instagram and Facebook will glitch and not post your post and then they don't even tell you and it just goes into the abyss. So we switched over to Magical. There's some better analytics over there and then they also let you do reels. Um, we also repurpose our reels over to YouTube Shorts, TikTok, Pinterest, all within that app. Um, I believe you have to pay for Metricool, um, but it's it's a really good app that I like to use for scheduling. I know there's a ton out there and I am open to your suggestions. Feel free to DM me on Call Her Creator and let me know what your favorite scheduling apps are so that I can bring that to the table next time. So before I close out this episode, I actually want to, um, I want to make sure that I hit any updates that are going on in Instagram right now. Um, there's not too many that I'm like really crazy about right now, but I did want to touch on the notes app real quick before we get off of here. Right now, Instagram is pushing the notes functionality. Now, if you've gone into your DMs and you'll see like the person's highlight at the top, you'll see like a little note on top. Instagram is pushing that new feature right now. So I want you guys, besides the rule of three challenge that I already told you guys about, I want you to go ahead and just write something maybe salesy. I'm going to challenge you to write something salesy today on your notes. For example, I put something like the club is open, get content for a month as my note. So think about an offering that you have that you want to push this month and think about a cool, you know, way, go on chat GBT, ask chat GBT how you can, you know, ask for a title or a hook that relates to your offering and then go ahead and put that in the notes app. Since they are pushing it, you have a better chance of getting seen right now because not a lot of people are using it. So be an early adopter right there and go ahead and use that notes functionality. Now, if you liked today's episode, the biggest thing you could do for me, and it would really make my heart so happy, is subscribe to this podcast. I do plan to put out one episode a week, and it's all going to be based on being a creator out there, um, Instagram tips, Instagram growth hacks, how to monetize your passions, all of that good stuff is coming. Um, I do plan to tell you guys my own story, how I went from my nine to five, and then now I've got a full-on social media agency, I'm a full-time content creator, and now I'm a podcast host, all because I just took that leap of faith and believed in myself and went for it. So I'm gonna tell you guys, teach you guys everything I know about doing this. Um, if you loved this podcast, leave it a five-star review. Go follow me on Instagram, at callhercreator. Again, I told you guys, go send me a message if you have one. Let's know what's up. Is there any features you want to hear about? Is there something you want to learn more of? Let me know. I will be there in the DMs. I'll be answering them. Um, but with that, I will leave you guys alone. I'm Caitlin Rhodes. This is Call Her Creator, and we will see you next episode.